Hey everybody, it's Adrian. So before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to let you guys know that we now have a Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon. It has been set up. You can feel free to go and check out the tiers and see what's going on. We are so excited about it. We are really, really stoked to bring you guys some bonus content. And of course, who knows, maybe some things in the future. So go ahead and check it out. You can find it at patreon.com slash slash her pod. That is a mouthful. Again, that's patreon.com slash slash her pod. And it's slash her with two H's. So S-L-A-S-H-H-E-R slash her pod. And go check out the tiers. And we appreciate your guys' support. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Everybody and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And welcome to yet another week in Gemini season, baby. Hey, another week celebrating Stormy here on the podcast. <laughs> and where my birthday season. <laughs> it's your birthday month, your birth month. Right. I'm a strong advocate for celebrating birth months for sure. Like, take the whole month to yourself, baby. Do what you gotta do. Uh, oh, wow, unprofessional. Uh, but yeah, do what you gotta do, suck the dick you gotta suck, eat the puss you gotta eat, and oh just enjoy God. your month. You know what I'm saying? It's also a fucking pride month, so also all of that. those things stand as well. <laughs> yeah, so again, yeah, eat all the dicks, or not eat all the dicks, well, <laughs> gobble them dicks, baby. <laughs> well, do what you have to do, I suppose. But I'm excited for this week, Stormy, because this is a movie I've never seen before. This is a movie that I've heard of in passing and that I've seen the trailer for, I believe. But, like, it was so fun for me to sit down and, like, watch something that I really have, like, no background knowledge on and maybe have, like, heard of it briefly. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It was nice. It was fun. I love watching new horror movies. So this it was a blast this week. I have a lot to say, but it was a blast. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Uh, but how have you been, Stormy? How's your week been? I'm vibing. It's whatever. It's How's Pride the month. birth month? <laughs> um, it's good. I'm doing some traveling this month. Yeah. So that's exciting. Everybody follows Stormy. I mean, I don't really post <laughs> that often, but <laughs> feel free. I'm sure I'll randomly get drunk and decide to post some things. Yeah, just in case. My Lonely Biscuit on all <laughs> platforms. Honestly, we never, like, plug our uh, personal socials on here, like, ever, really. Right? Not really. I'm at my lonely biscuit on everything. Adrian's Adrian Ray with two E's. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, I'm so happy, though, to still be obviously celebrating you. And I cannot wait for you to come and visit soon. Honestly, anytime the stormy comes up here, it just feels like a reset. Just because, like, honestly... Every other day that 
goes by, I really honestly just have no idea what's happening anymore. <laughs> like the only way that I'm able to like bookmark my or bookmark my existence at this point is just when people would come and visit me <laughs> like in between visits or in between social interactions. I am just every day is the same for me. So I can't wait for somebody to come up here because not only are we going to have to celebrate her birthday, uh, you know, a little bit later past her birthday, but because I just, you know, like to hang out with you and make out and watch horror movies. I know. I'm excited. Are you saying I'm like, I bring object permanence into your life because that makes me totally special. <laughs> what does that mean? So object permanence, like, it's a term for, like, kids. Like, the whole, like, peekaboo thing. Like, if you cover, cover them up, they're, like, your eyes up. Then they're, like, oh, they're gone. I'm never going to see them again. Oh. And then you uncover, and you're, like, oh, there they are again. And it's something that we learn as we get older. But it's also something that we lose at some point. Um, so, like, you say, visits kind of, like, bookmark time for you. It means I'm kind of, like bringing object permanence back and that makes me feel really special <laughs> oh okay cool yeah i didn't know that was like a thing <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah that makes sense in my little brain so hell yeah but yeah pretty much that's how i get by life at this point is when i get to see my friends and family that's like when again things reset and i remember my brain comes back to reality <laughs> during all that time and everything else is just me you know smoking weed and watching horror movies in between <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see you again. And honestly, everybody, please just send Stormy all the love you can because she's my baby. I love her so much. I know we're still Aww. in the thick of her birth month, but obviously, yeah, just send her all the love that you can because she deserves. And I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Uh, I already want to start asking questions about it. So I don't know if we should just like hop into the movie discussion because I don't think I really have anything else to talk about. Like, I don't think we've seen any other horror movies beyond what we're discussing this month right like you haven't seen anything else randomly no nothing horror related i guess the only thing that we did watch together though not too long ago was the strangers pray at night um Ooh, i love yeah it was the first time that i've seen it like f like fully sat down and watched it through since my theater experience mm -hmm. um obviously pool scene is still goat uh but something about uh the actress in that movie she just annoys me for some reason <laughs> but i've had an issue I with her, love her so. <laughs> she's bothered me since drake and josh maybe it's because she was like supposed to be a pest when i was younger and she played that part so well so every time i see her i'm just like you're annoying me your presence annoys me Judy and it, hicks for me girl. <laughs> leave my leave my queen alone she's iconic and she got an iconic death um ah! spoilers if you haven't seen the oh, screen but. <laughs> uh, but anyways but yeah something about that girl just kind of irks me and in that movie she plays like an angsty teen so i'm just yeah. like does girl. it very well and she spoilers is who we're with the entire movie so it kind of makes it a difficult sit through for me and that's just again that's my own personal bias i will be quite honest i just I'm annoyed with her the entire movie. Uh, but beyond that, everything else is great. I love Christina Hendricks. I mean, obviously, she's iconic to me. Um, even though, you know, spoiler, she doesn't last long in the movie. Um, <laughs> and everybody else is great. I mean, I love the killer still in that movie. Um, although 
I don't. What is her name? The black-haired, like doll-faced girl. They did her so dirty in that movie. She has like what two scenes or something crazy before she's taken out of the movie. That's what she deserves, girl. <laughs> but yeah, sack face and the blonde one are like <laughs> sack face. Like he's a fucking walking testicle. <laughs> They're all over this fucking movie, and then that poor black-haired yeah. one is like she's given dust. Um, but yeah, honestly. I do enjoy that movie still. So it was a good time to sit down and watch that again because I haven't seen it in years. And it made me want to go back and watch the original. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. That was my first, like, um, guest experience on somebody else's podcast. I recorded it with Kat from TJF Pod. And a fucking vibe. I I don't know. I love it. And I always will. Iconic. Legendary. Honestly, and kind of watching it again, I kept thinking about the original and I think I might like the sequel more solely for the fact that I, it, I mean, obviously it just feels more fun. I love the home invasion aspect of the first one, but like, if I'm being honest with the first strangers movie, like once we hit like the hour mark, I'm kind of like, can we wrap it up a little bit here? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you can only do so much when it's two people in a house. Yeah, you don't get a change of scenery, really. And this one, we get a whole trailer park to play with. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I love... And we're not even talking about this movie. But I, <laughs> I, I grew up in a mobile home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it is nice to see mobile homes and trailer parks in any type of film that isn't, like, deliberately trying to call these people trash for living there. Uh, you know, so seeing... A mobile home in a film, especially a horror film, it feels really nice to me. And again, they don't like try to make, I mean, we really don't get to see much of the people who live in the park anyways, but it doesn't feel like they're disrespecting them for living in a mobile home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So I love like the setting. I love, I just love it. It's such a good time. Music, of course, is amazing. And I definitely love like how much they try to go back to 80s. The lighting. It makes me horny. <laughs> Such a good movie, though. Maybe one day we'll have to talk about it. Maybe we'll do a double feature and do both of them. Because I've never sat down and watched them like back to back. And I don't know what that vibe is like, to be honest. Me either. A good double feature. Yeah, because they feel like two different movies. Like, it's the same villains, but like they definitely feel very different in tone. So I, I want to see what a double feature is like with them. So maybe we should do that one day. Bookmark it for later. Um, exactly. But you know what? Let's get into friend request. If you didn't know, that's what we're talking about today. Because, uh, again, girl, there's a lot to talk <laughs> about here. Uh, so we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about friend request. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, we are back. And this week we are again discussing Friend Request, originally released in the US of A on September 22nd of 2017, although it was released in 2016 in many other countries. It has a budget of about $9.9 million. It had an opening weekend of about $2 million before going on and seeing a worldwide gross of about 
10 million dollars with a runtime of one hour and 32 minutes the movie was directed by simon vero heaven sorry if i messed that up and has a cast we have alicia <laughs> debnam Corey as laura we have william mosley as tyler we have connor paulo as kobe we have Britt Morgan as Olivia. We have Brooke Markham as Isabel. We have Sean Marquette as Gustavo. And we have LaSalle Ehlers as Marina. Or as it pops up on her Facebook, Marina. So when a college student unfriends a mysterious girl online, she finds herself fighting a demonic presence that wants to make her lonely by killing her closest friends. Okay, so again, I have never seen this movie, and again, we are in the thick of Stormy's month. So Stormy, can you tell me why we are watching this movie this month? <laughs> what made you pick her? Um, so whenever I was living with my coworker, Allison, um, that was kind of our vibe. Like we had both been hanging out with people who didn't like horror and nobody wanted to watch it. And we were living together and that was like our thing. It was like every night we would watch a horror movie. And she made me watch like the most obscure like fucking things. We would watch like two seconds and be like, we're watching this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and we watched like two seconds of this trailer and she's like, it feels like I'm fretted. Let's watch it. And I was like, but, <laughs> and, um, like a lot of the obviously bullshit movies that we saw from seeing two seconds of a trailer. Um, like I was getting kind of annoyed because they weren't scary, but for some reason this one made me jump so hard that I was like, you know what? She's sticking with me. I like her. So I will say that one thing with this movie is the jump scares are heavy. I jumped like, I don't even know how many times at, multiple times like i was jumping left and right um i don't think the jumps were warranted but i do <laughs> think that they are well done which is something that i do like about this movie because uh, listen girl even the shittiest pies taste a little sweet so even with this movie i'm like you know what in watching it like in the middle of the movie i was watching it uh with austin my partner and i was like you know what I was like, I'm going to say that this movie has great sound design because it does. Like every little thing and every little sound that you could possibly hear in the background, you hear. And like it allows the scares, of course, to build up and it really helps when the jump scare happens. Uh, but this movie definitely came out in like the thick of that time where like loud noises and jump scares were what were like all over the horror movies back in the day or uh, around this time. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, I know. Like it was so years ago. ago. Bitch, it feels like it. Um, but, you know, I mean, those kinds of scares were just very heavy around this time. Um, so this movie definitely suffers from that. But I do think that the jump scares work, even though I don't think that they're earned in the context of what we're watching, if that makes any sense. I think so. I really think that the visuals that are put forth in this movie are nice. Um, like, the Facebook coding is wild. And the things that Marina ends up, like, posting online um, are from my nightmares. Like, I feel like I've had nightmares that look exactly like this. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me very, like, the ring tape is playing on, like, somebody's Facebook page. <laughs> very that. Uh, and also, this is like the Facebook that I remember. Like, this is around the time that I dipped off of Facebook and like have never, I've since 
or uh, and I have you know I haven't returned since. So this mm-hmm. like Facebook layout and what we see here in this movie is like what I remember. I don't know what Facebook looks like now. I don't know what the interactions are like now, but it felt really comforting almost in a weird way to like see the Facebook layout because that was the last time that I ever used Facebook. So like watching it, I was like, oh, I feel like I was back in high school and. Like, I don't know, if I had watched this movie when it came out, when I was actually in high school, maybe it would have hit a little bit more. Uh, But I definitely like seeing, like, all the Facebook, even though I hate Facebook, I really like seeing, like, all the interactions. On the hard, creepy pictures, they kind of gave me, like, Tumblr vibes, to be honest. Like, my Tumblr feed was, like, filled with kind of, like, spooky shit like this. A lot of dicks and spooky shit. So (laughs) it felt very comforting to me, at least. Me and Marina would be best friends. Oh, same, girl. We would just listen to Evanescence on a Saturday night and (laughs) (laughs) fucking bully our Facebook, our non-existent Facebook friends. (laughs) Okay, so let's kind of, I guess, kind of run through the plot here. So Laura Woodson is her last name. Uh, You know, she's in college. She's, you know, popular, pretty. She has like 800 and something friends on Facebook. So, you know, she's fucking Sounds awful. I could never, I think the most I ever had was like 160. Maybe I got close to 200, but I don't think I ever. Were you conservative with your friends? What the fuck? How many friends did you, what is your peak on Facebook? What is, I mean, should I ask now? Like where you are now? Right now I'm at 425. Uh, maybe I am pretty conservative. Maybe I was a conservative Nelly. I was also like deeply in the closet up until I, you know, I didn't come out until after I got off of Facebook. Oh yeah, I'm miserable. I want to delete it every day of my life, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, 800 friends, I couldn't. Like, again, I I don't even think I cracked 200 when I was on there. So that tells me, you know, so that annoyed she's... with like the 50 that I see on my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, it gives me the vibes that she's fucking, she's the it girl, I guess, at this college. I don't know. That just seems like a lot of fucking friends to me. And right. she lives with, uh, she lives with her friends, Olivia and Isabel. Um, and, you know, she has a few other friends. Isabel's dating a guy named Gustavo. They're really good friends with a guy named Kobe. And Laura is dating a guy named Tyler. And Tyler is, like, a med student. But he is already rich. Because his apartment is, like, rich. Like, I was, like, shocked. I was, like, not a college student living in this nice-ass apartment. So he's probably just already wealthy, I suppose. Um, yeah. And he's always, he's already an asshole, too. Such an <laughs> he asshole. Is the worst person in this movie, I feel like. Listen, that's probably one of the things I probably have, like, the most issue with here is, like, the way the characters are handled. <laughs> well, him, yeah. for sure, but, like, how all the characters are handled because he's awful. But, but, like, by the end of the movie, like, they have, they're, like, having him be, like, I don't know, like, the way that they tried to, like, put everything together, it, feels like they want us to like him by the end of the movie and i'm just like i i don't i don't like him and quite honestly i don't like any of these people i don't like any one of these characters i don't like laura i don't like olivia i don't like isabel i don't like gustavo i don't like tyler i barely like kobe and the entire time i'm like marina good for you girl kill them kill each and every one of these people like i was rooting for her the entire movie i don't know if i'm the only one but like i was ready for her to fucking start offing these people after 20 minutes i was like can this bitch kill somebody can we shut a laptop on somebody's dick because i'm tired of them his dick um i'm wondering if maybe we just vibe with the like 
outsider aesthetic like we we get the vibes we understand so we're taking it out on this cast um i don't i don't mind kobe and i don't mind isabel kobe's fine up until the end obviously but even at the end when he starts to act out and is like crazy and trying to spoiler kill laura I, yeah. I get where he's coming from. I wouldn't do it, but like, I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess I understand where he's coming from. Uh, and I guess Isabel's not bad. I do like with Isabel though. I love that she obviously isn't like super tall and skinny. Like she's a sm- shorter girl. That plus girl aesthetic. Yeah, she's a thicker queen. And like yeah. I love that. When I saw her in this movie, I was like, ah, oh, it feels so nice to see somebody that just looks like somebody i could see every day on the street you know what i'm saying it doesn't feel like i'm watching a movie we didn't like they didn't make a point out of it like we didn't have any fat jokes we didn't have any like blatant pointing out like oh look we're including the fat girl like she just existed as part of the cast exactly and i don't it doesn't bother me at all but they do have her dating the chubbier funny guy which is also kind of like side eye roll my eyes like i get it like the two people who don't look traditionally they don't look like (laughs) laura and tyler have to be together because they're the only two that are going to give each other any type of attention but honestly they're cute together in the little moments that they do have so it really doesn't bother me and again it's nice to see people who don't look like you know skinny people (laughs) yeah pretty much and it was nice to see like some sort of ethnicity and other than white cast true (laughs) in a movie as well yeah, I was confused, too, because uh, Sean Marquette, who plays Gustavo, like, his name is Gustavo. So I'm like, oh, okay, so he has to be, you know, they're trying to say that he's Latinx of some kind. So I was like, Let me, is this actor even Latin? So I was, like, I ran to IMDb, and I was like, is this man even it? And I'm pretty sure he is, because his middle, or one of his last names is Rodriguez. So he gets, and, you know, kind of reading through his bio um he fits the bill we'll say that but at first i was just like side-eyeing as like not them giving this man the name gustavo <laughs> um but i don't mind it at all i really uh love again like you said that there's some sliver of diversity here i enjoy it but they're all awful people because like literally from the jump like they're all like making friend of marina and like just like I-, I don't know being such assholes and which he does show interest in Laura and like being her friend like immediately they go to her profile and it, she has zero friends which obviously immediately broke my heart and I was like oh this poor girl and then like they make fun of her Isabel and Olivia are like what kind of loser doesn't have any friends on Facebook or something like that and I was just like when can they go when can they die I was just like they are so mean to this poor girl and I just I felt so bad for her and we also start the movie with the announcement that she has you know trigger warning committed suicide and like that's how we start the movie and like immediately you're like oh this poor girl like i I definitely feel bad for her and then seeing how people are treating her you're like oh this poor girl but obviously then we get a little bit of development and we see that she's pretty obsessive with laura once laura actually like befriends her and accepts her request on facebook uh, because then she like makes her whole life about laura yeah which is like rough i kind of vibe with that because like whenever you first make a friend and you really click in and when you're coming from a place of like loneliness you obviously want to spend as much time with them as possible but like how much is too much and if you haven't 
had those interactions, then you're not like socially knowledgeable for like social cues and when you're being too much. So like she doesn't know. It hurts my heart, really. And and like you said, I mean, if she hasn't had a lot of social interaction, like she's not going to know how to interact or like how to have a friend and like. I mean, also, I don't know if this is all, like, a ploy by her, you know? I, yeah. I don't know if this is, like, her plan, and she deliberately wants to possess Laura and, like, use her as a vessel to continue her evil ways, which very well could be what the goal is here, but they really kind of leave everything up to your own interpretation, I feel like, because they, they really don't make it seem like she... I mean, obviously, she's killing people, so obviously she's the bad person, but, like, with her backstory and everything, I'm like... Like, do we feel like she's <laughs> that wrong for what she's doing? Right. Like I, I said, know. I think we just, uh, we sympathize with that. We can feel where she's coming from in a way. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, like, just all the minus, people... like, the demonic element, probably. That, you know. <laughs> also, like, again, I haven't Facebooked in a minute. Would you ever accept, like, a friend request from anybody you really don't know? No. I have pictures of my child on there. Right, exactly. So, like, a request was popping up from some creepy page like that. Also, I wouldn't do, just because, like, I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to be, you know, put into position where I have to be friendly with somebody I don't know. Girl, that profile picture alone would scare me. It's also, just an eyeball. It's fucking creepy, and I don't also understand like the breaking of her name. Maybe I guess because you have to have a first and a last name. Uh, maybe. So she doesn't have. Oh, so she's trying to like hide her last name and. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. Because at the end, they do it to Laura's name too. Yeah, which looked ridiculous. It was like low raw. <laughs> Just like, yeah. So stupid. Laura. <laughs> Laura, bitch. Um, but yeah, anyways, you know, Laura is a sweet girl. She's better than the rest of her friends and she befriends her again. Marina becomes very obsessive and literally just after two weeks, she's already freaking Laura out. And Marina obviously wants to go to Laura's birthday party. She's pretty much invited herself to the shindig. Um, and Laura's friends are like, bitch, this girl's weird. Like we, like, I don't know why you're inviting her to the party. And so Laura, she gets lies. a face yeah she lies she gets a facetime or a, a facetime i don't even know what it was here maybe fucking skype but she gets a video call from marina and marina's like oh you look so pretty on the day of her birthday and laura's like yeah me and tyler are going out it's just us tonight she pretty much lies to her so she can continue to her party without marina being there but also like you're her only friend on facebook your friends are clearly going to post pictures where you're tagged in them clearly she's going to see that you're out with your friends so it just seemed like a very right stupid decision to be made here yeah i mean it's not like it's gonna get buried in her other friends timeline <laughs> like that's all you've got consistently messaging you like tagging you and shit and like she's on here all the time you know what I'm saying? Just do one of those, like, hey, unfortunately, we already had this planned. Um, let's connect at a different date. I would have been like, I have known you for two weeks. And like Stormy said, we have had dinner plans for two months, maybe. You know, we have reservations for this many people. Nobody's canceled. I can't have you hang out with us. But hey, maybe next weekend we can do something. We can go watch, you know, a movie or paint each other's 
fucking fingernails black or something, whatever you're into. But like, just be honest. Like, braid each other's hair with your balls. <laughs> no, poor baby. I know. <laughs> she has a condition, and Laura fucking points that out to you, which is fucking awful later on. But yeah, such a bitch. Well, again. So she's obviously having a party. She's taking pictures at this dinner place or whatever the fuck she's at. And Marina sees this. And then Marina's like also like randomly on the outside of this restaurant, like staring at them from a distance. So I was like, this bitch moves fast. But she confronts Laura the next day about this. She's like, you're a bitch, pretty much. Laura and her tussle a little bit where we do see the balding on Marina's head. And then Laura decides to unfriend her after that because she's kind of freaked out by how aggressive i guess she is in nature but oh yeah but marina straight up like comes at her like she laura is justified in the way that she like reacts to these things um because like it's one thing to be like messaging but it's another to like corner me in a cafeteria and be like why didn't we hang out for your birthday yeah i mean laura definitely She's easy to root for in terms of like what she's doing because I don't think she necessarily does anything wrong. Like again, she's the only person who befriends Marina. It is only two weeks that she's known her before she's trying to push herself into like, you know her birthday party celebration. And I know me as a person, you know, if I'm like celebrating something or if I have something planned, I hate when people like just bring new people. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not a part of the plan, I don't. I hate. I just. I hate. I don't know if it's like a, I don't know what it is in my brain, but I hate when somebody new pops up. Like in my head, I'm like, like we have to readjust and we have to now, like I now have to, you know, take this person's energy. Our energy is different. Yeah. yeah. Everything's different when somebody who wasn't initially supposed to be there is there. So like for mm-hmm. me too, I'm like, Hey, I've known you for two weeks. You don't have any other friends. I tell you, you're like, you're like really dependent on me as a friend right now. But like, yeah, it's like, it's no. And so, I mean, again, she shouldn't have lied to her. She should have just been honest because again, she, is the only friend that you have, or you're her only friend on Facebook. Like she's going to see that you have lied to her. Um, but yeah, the way that Marina fucking comes and storms up to her, like you said, is crazy. Like she's crazy for doing that. So, but yeah, so after she and friends Marina, the next day, that's when we learn of Marina's suicide. Um, and you know, everybody like looks at her right away and like stares at Laura. Like she's like, I don't know. If my friends, like, looked at me like that right away after we just learned somebody committed suicide, I would be like, can you, like, chill? Like, let me process this. Don't look at me. Like, her friend Olivia, like, stares at her like she's already blaming her for it. I'm like, bitch. I, Olivia can honestly fucking choke. I, she's an awful friend, right? She's I don't like anything about her. the worst person in the cast. She also looks 10 years older than everybody. Oh, yeah. She's at least a six-year senior. She's much older, I feel like. Well, that's kind of rude. But she is clearly <laughs> older than everybody else in the cast. Like, she looks like she's the teacher. Like, she looks like a professor hanging out with her students. And I'm like, girl, why are you here? And you also have the nerve to be the loudest bitch in the room. Like, right. you're annoying to me. But yeah, so they all kind of like, she stares at fucking Laura, makes her feel like shit. And shit pretty much at this point now it just hits the fan and this movie again is only an hour and 30 minutes so stuff moves pretty quickly uh pretty much like almost like immediately after the suicide the video was is then sent to laura by marina 
and it's a video of her committing suicide. Like she like burns a sketch, I think that she has driven uh, that she's drawn of Laura. She burns mm-hmm. it and then she hangs herself on camera and then her evil spirit ghost or whatever decides to then post it to Laura's page the next day and tags all 800 of her friends. And by the sheer luck of evil, she can't delete the post uh, at all. And so everybody starts to like freak out and think that Laura's a crazy person. I don't understand. And I, the police do show up and they kind of interview her every so often. But if you have... A person's suicide posted on your Facebook. I don't understand, like, why the FBI isn't in your home immediately. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The police seem really lax about the entire situation. And I'm like, she should be in handcuffs in jail until they can prove that she didn't post it. But they let this skinny little bitch run around and do whatever she wants. And I'm just like, she should be in jail. Right? Am I crazy for thinking that? Like, you, you I mean, they po- don't have any proof. Lock her up. They don't have any. <laughs> they don't have any proof either way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird situation for sure, and I think that's why it's so con- like it's kind of brushed over is because it is such a weird situation that they don't know what to do. I mean, the first one can easily be brushed off because her friends can easily, uh, you know, kind of come to her defense and be like, you know, we have been her friend. She hasn't been friends with Marina at all until two weeks ago. And she did unfriend her. They did have a moment in public because Marina did become obsessive. Like, she didn't post this. But once we get to Gustavo dying and that being posted to her Facebook, at that point, I'm like, okay, so the police... They have to do something. At that point, she should be in jail or something until they can. Right. When everybody around you starts dying, like we have to ask questions at some point. Yeah. Like the FBI should have Mark Zuckerberger on the line and be like, can you shut down Facebook? Like this is crazy right now. Like we have these crazy videos of these, you know, suicides and murders happening. And like, I, 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 uh, there just has to be some type of urgency and the police are just they're letting laura run around and i'm like what are we but doing what if facebook's broken with the fucking demon code and they can't take facebook down <laughs> well obviously they can't take these posts down at all but then at that point then like there should be some more there should be an investigation why can't we take these down why can't mark zuckerberger take these posts down zuckerberger. Like, what is happening you know what i'm saying like yeah. obviously then this bitch is some kind of crazy hack person who is able to like get past crazy she's a russian hacker (laughs) like what is like we have to have some urgency i don't understand we don't know what's going on in the background mark zuckerberg could probably be sitting at his computer very confused by the magical script that kobe pulled up as well i know he's just fucking jerking off onto 100 bills and probably fucking snorting cocaine i'm sure that's what mr burger is doing He's probably, you know what? He's probably so high that, like, this all makes sense, you know? I think he's a reptoid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Same. Have you ever seen, like, his face? Yeah, he, like, doesn't move. Well, that and, like, just his structure is lizardous. Is reptilian. Listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. He feels like a lizard and a robot mixed together. Very that. And listen, I was on the internet when, you know, when the Illuminati and these conversations were crazy. And, you know, I was watching all the music videos backwards to hear the devil talk. Like, I was on the internet during all this. And even then, I'm like, this is kind of crazy. But I have never once believed anybody was like a fucking snake 
in human skin until I saw pictures of Mr. Burger from Facebook. Like he just does not look human at all. Also the same could be said for, uh, what's the Amazon guy? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. <laughs> I don't say their name properly cause they don't deserve it. They don't deserve the promo. Um, but yeah, Mr. Mr. Clean is also very creepy looking. You know who also is creepy looking is Elon Musk. Elon Musk? Mm-hmm. Very Musk. Of that too slow. Listen, just so much drama consistently on the internet. Uh, I'm trying to distract from something bigger. <laughs> Marina, she's running around the fucking internet, fucking fucking <laughs> shit up. Apparently, uh, but yeah. Anyway, so the video is posted to her Facebook, and pretty much her friends start to die one by one. Uh, Gustavo is the first victim. Let's kill the you know what they say is quote unquote, well, they don't even call him fat, but I just, I can tell, I can tell by the energy of this movie that everybody just looks at him and says, that's our fat friend. I just know it. I just know that these people are like that. And I know that's what the director wanted, but of course they kill him off first. And honestly, like up until this point, the movie feels like I was expecting it. You know what I'm saying? Like this is two years after unfriended. This is like five, six years after the roommate, uh, like I, I've seen this movie before. The plot doesn't feel interesting or new or you know like something I, 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 I could have dreamt this up. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, I'm just like not feeling it. But with Gustavo's scene, like our first death scene, that's when it really does win me over. Again, the jump scares, although they don't. Again, they don't feel warranted. I don't know how to explain it. Like it just seems like. It just seems crazy. It just seems like I'm scrolling through TikTok, but they're well done. And this scene is so scary to me. Like him walking around the dark corridors when he opens up that one room and it's just like all the creepy, bloody shit. And like Stormy said, like even the CGI, although it can look wonky at time, uh, at sometimes, like the movie's still rated R. So like the CGI gory faces that we get, like those two kids with their burnt faces and shit that pop up, mm-hmm. scary as fuck. And this scene scared me for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and I just, I don't know. I like whenever I can't see the entity that's attacking somebody. So him just, his face getting bashed in by some invisible entity is so scary to me. Very scary. My a big gripe, though, that I do have is a lot of these deaths are off screen. And then when we yeah. do kind of see, like, some type of visual, like, it's, like, you know, crazy glitchy effects on a screen on somebody's Facebook page. You know, like we don't get to see any of the deaths like clearly. And that's what with his, like I was in it girl. Like I was like, Oh, this is scary. The jump scare happened. And I legitimately screamed and was annoyed that it got me because again, I'm like, (laughs) this is so stupid that it got me, but it got me. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to roll with this. And then then everything after that was just spooky. And then like he's in the elevator and then it cuts from his death. And I'm like, what in the blue balls? is happening and in my head while this is like building up and it's like christian doing i'm like oh and this is rated r so i was like some also it's gonna happen i was like we're gonna see something crazy it's gonna be some type of gory shit and then it cuts away and i was banging my fists on the table i was like a bitch i signed up for a rated r not a pg-13 what the hell is happening here i was very annoyed by that and that's my biggest gripe probably with these deaths is that we don't get to see them really because i feel like they do a really good job at like building up the scares Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only get to see like seconds of them in like the Facebook videos because we see Isabel slit her throat. We see him like 
uh, we see Gustavo bouncing around in this elevator. <laughs> we just don't get to see as much as I would like for sure. Same. But uh, yeah, it's still fucking scary. <laughs> and then uh, right after this, Marina friends Gustavo, which I think is funny. Does she friend him before or after she kills him? Um, she adds everybody right before. Right before. That's she how you him. know. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. So yeah, so she, oh yeah, because when he's sitting at his uh, computer by himself, he gets the request. Yeah. Eh, okay. Uh, but they do have him like ordering food or something before he died. <laughs> so. They're like, we get it. He's jabbing. <laughs> I was like so annoyed. But that's just me. It's probably just me projecting all my insecurities onto the people who probably <laughs> most resemble me. And I'm like, of course they have him ordering food, even though, you know, <laughs> there's other people. Eat. The skinny people are eating on screen, too. <laughs> it's just my projections for sure. Uh, but yeah, so once her that video of his death is posted to her Facebook, she starts losing friends like crazy. Everybody's calling her a disgusting pig in the comments, pretty much. Uh, I think the police finally like interview her after this, and they, again, like they don't really seem to even be that concerned with her. So I was like, girl, what is happening? Uh, but throughout all this, also, uh, Laura finds a lot of sol- uh, a lot of help and a lot of comfort from her friend Kobe, who I mean I guess we kind of get like a love triangle dynamic between Laura, her boyfriend Tyler, and Kobe because Kobe yeah. is like, I mean we learn from like Olivia and Isabel talking to her that he like likes her I guess like he's obsessed with her or something crazy, and uh, and Tyler's like jealous of him so she hangs out with Kobe and Kobe's hot can we get that out of the way first I think he's really oh, hot yeah. I don't like his hair. But I think he's kind of hot. Maybe it's the tattoos that do it for me. Maybe. He gives me the, um, like, the Green Day vibes where they have, like, the the eyeliner smudged under the eye a little bit. That kind of hot, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's the tattoos, I think. Like, he, like he said, yeah, like, very alt-rock punk, um, sad boy kind of vibes. <laughs> like, he looks really sad. Maybe it's just the Pisces in me drawn to the people who look sad, but uh, I think he's cute. I think he'd look cuter if he shaved his head. Is that crazy? I think he's a lot cuter than Tyler, and Tyler's just a basic white man. Oh, I think he's kind of good looking, but I do think Kobe's more up my alley for sure. Yeah. And Tyler again is like a piece of shit. Such a piece of shit to like this entire time i'm just like he's immediately jealous of kobe and i'm just like you're a mess but kobe and uh laura are like best buddies on this uh journey facing off uh facing off against the demon because she's like hanging out with him and he's like helping her look at the facebook page and he's the one that helps pull up the coding and we see all like the creepy glitchy matrix looking shit and like he's he pretty much starts to spiral and we kind of see his progression through the movie because his bags get darker and darker under his eyes throughout the movie. And he has a moment, too, where he's, like, in a computer lab by himself at one point, too, and all the computers start glitching. That one's so scary to me. So scary. Like, that was also a scene where I was like, bitch, if I was in this computer lab all by myself, and I've been in computer labs by myself in college before, and, like, that kind of thought would always come up in my mind. I'm like, what? happens if like girl the way i would shit myself it's shit myself and the janitor walks in like right after and they just like both stare at each other very funny <laughs> to me peak comedy to me yeah no that scene is i think that's probably like one of my favorite visuals is the entire computer lab glitching at the same time yeah and the colors are really nice in that scene too uh oh yeah which i really enjoy because 
honestly, this movie has like a weird Vaseline filter over it the entire time. Like, I don't, I don't know what the vibes were. You know what I'm saying? Am I the only one that sees this like weird filter that they have going on? Everything looks like it's the saturation feels low or something like the colors don't pop too much. So in that scene specifically, like when all the lights are flashing and everything, like there's a lot of color in that scene. And maybe just my my gay self. Like I love color. I hate when things feel kind of muted unless like I'm deliberately trying to like watch something that's muted. Um, Which can happen a lot in horror. Maybe it's supposed to add to the like desolate lonely feeling or something oh you know what i don't hate that because everything definitely feels yeah very flat very i guess sad yeah very blah okay you know what if that's like an intentional choice that they were going for sure go off i haven't seen anything (laughs) else that the director's done so like i don't know if that's like his style or if that's just like maybe how all his movies look um but that scene, at least, it, it kind of broke the blah feeling for me. And I'll say, like, oh, okay, I really like all the colors that we have going on in this scene. Oh. Um, and then eventually Isabel does die. She, well, she kind of, she goes into the hospital. I, she kind of has like a mental break, I think, right after Gustavo dies. But like when Laura goes and visits her in the hospital, Isabel's like immediately like, this is your fault. And he was telling me that he was having nightmares and I'm having the same nightmares. And if I was Laura, I'd be like, you didn't tell me that you at least in the movie that we're watching like they all two didn't sit down and tell me that you were having nightmares of the girl who killed herself like y'all didn't tell me that and now you're blaming me for his death for what reason isabel like why am i why am i the one to blame i think it's because she's their only connection to her so it's easy to blame her and she's the one posting these suicides (sighs) true but like you can't be that dumb. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I'm saying, like, with the cops, sure. Like, if they're from the outside looking in, Laura looks like the biggest suspect. But her friends are treating her more like shit and are more sus of her than the cops are. So I'm just like, it but should be the other way around. they are probably under the influence of this demon that is trying to make her lonely. True. The demon does also, like, possesses them at times, too. Yeah. Hmm. See, to me, it just, it works too, uh, it, it's too easy for Marina. Like, I'm just like, these people, like, I don't. Maybe they were artificial friends anyways, and that's why it's so easy to. Okay, you know what, you're right. That's really it. That, it just displays how, you know, loose and fragile friendships are, and you can never really trust your friends. Because, yeah, like, the first chance that they get to fucking throw Laura under the bus, they all do. And I'm just like. Maybe they're just friends with her for her 800 friends. (laughs) (laughs) They're friends for the clout. And her boyfriend's kind of hot, but not really. Yeah, he's rich, too. He has lots of money. Uh, But, yeah, so Isabel is in the hospital, and we get her death. Again, I said it uh, last week with Happy Death Day. I love a good hospital scene. So when she's, like, running around this hospital, I love it. The moment when she first enters, like, her weird possessed mind state that Marina puts her in, and she sees the dead burning corpse next to her, so scary. Mm -hmm. I hate the jump scare. I mean, it gets me. I hate the way how goofy, like, I hate how goofy that face looks on that specific scare. But, like, the visual of seeing that burned body laying there, it's, like, creepy as fuck to me. A pregnant burned body, no less. Oh, yeah. It scares the shit out of me every time and like you said you feel dumb because every time i'm like god damn it like (laughs) whenever i jump that's exactly what i'm saying yeah exactly it pisses me off every time 
if, again, it feels like I'm scrolling through TikTok or something and like each scare, like each death is like a fucking new TikTok and I'm just like watching it and it gets me with the jump scare at the end. Well, and did we skip over Lauren Kobe breaking into Marina's dorm room? We did. They, I forgot that they definitely, they go and just like break into her room and then like the yeah. caution tape is like, it's just like easy little X on the door. <laughs> easy for them to just walk right so through. So annoying. And how does he unlock the door? I don't even know, girl. I don't remember. He just goes, click, with his little finger. <laughs> he touches <on>. it. <laughs> the door pops open. It's, you barely touch it and it just swings open. Um, but they go and they find an old class photo from an orphanage. And that's how we find out, like, Marina's whole fucking backstory. Um, Laura goes to this orphanage and finds out that Marina's real last name is Nedifar. And she's tormented by two boys when she was younger. And those boys were murdered and their faces were mutilated and swarmed by black wasps, which we see the depiction of a lot during this movie is these little black wasps. And um, those little children, like, honestly, for some reason, children are scary, like, just inherently. (laughs) You know what I mean? I agree. And so um, those two mutilated boys are fucking terrifying anytime they pop up. Um, But, like, their murder mirrors the way that Gustavo died. And apparently, like, her mom had been part of this commune and was supposedly a demonic cult. Uh, until somebody set it on fire. And that's where we get the whole, um, the body beside Isabel in the hospital is actually Marina's mom, who was pregnant whenever she was burned alive. Yeah. And she was rendered uh, brain dead. So they usually, like, just kept her alive long enough so they could get Marina out. It's so funny, too, because uh, when, when we learned that, I guess, I guess it's not funny. But, like, I forget who it is, but, like, when somebody says this line where, like, so, you know, Marina, when they explained that her mother died when she was still in the womb, like, Marina, she's always been alone. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I was like, you're right, girl. Uh, but, yeah, it's crazy. So, like, I guess we're to assume then since her mom was a part of this, like, demonic cult that maybe Marina was always destined to be, like, this evil demonic Thing. entity. Yeah. But, like, we're also seeing that she was picked on like pretty consistently by these two boys and that's what drove her to like be on the internet because also the lady at the orphanage sees laura i don't girl the privilege she sees laura and she's like yes let me tell you everything about one of my former (laughs) children right like there's no close tape at all nothing she didn't like there like did she check her id she just said i was good friends with her and she's like okay let me tell you, and, and, and uh, I'm just like, what are we doing here? And like the fact that loose fucking lipped Sally was so ready to tell Laura everything. I was like, this lady was, she's been waiting for somebody to come to the school and ask about Marina Nedifer. She's like, I want that creepy little bitch to perish. So she's been waiting at the first chance she gets to spill all the beans, girl. Cause she did it immediately. Oh yeah. Where is the fucking HIPAA in this place? For the first thing I said, bitch, was I was like, where? I was like, not her breaking HIPAA violations. <laughs> <laughs> it's same for fucking her boyfriend. Cause he, she's like, her last name's Nedifer. See what you can do about that. So he goes and like pulls records that he probably shouldn't be pulling. And I was just like, this is... but again, hey, the circumstances are high right now. You know what I'm saying? So that doesn't bother me at all. But it's just so funny how like, 
I don't things move quick in this movie. Um, and Isabel, I don't even know if she dies before. Again, we're kind of all over the place. Um, she dies in the hospital. Yeah, we don't. Again, it cuts from her death before we see it. But we do see her cutting her own throat a little bit later on the posted video to Laura's Facebook page. And it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty creepy. And I like that they show, like, with the security cam footage of the hospital that she was, like, moving and walking around while people were still around her. So everything that she was seeing was pretty much, like, an illusion, I guess, in her head kind of thing. So I like that they explained that for us, too. And, like, these creepy things aren't, like, real, per se. Like, they're – it almost feels like Freddy Cougar-esque, you know? Like, it feels like they're dreaming. Yeah, like, it's all in your head. Yeah, I like that. I like that they showed us that because it makes it a little bit more creepy, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, any time that you have to, like, question reality is scary. Uh, and it also helps because, like, it happens all the time in horror movies, but, like, the hospital being completely barren and empty when she's walking around, I'm like, I I, I understand sometimes. And sometimes, like, hospitals in real life are just eerily, like, dead. Like, I understand that that just kind of happens. But, like, she's walking around these hallways, or she's walking around the hospital in these hallways, and it's completely empty. And I was just like, ugh. Okay. And like earlier too, when, uh, when Gustavo died and he's walking around his dorm or apartment, whatever, and it was completely empty. I was like, uh, okay. I was like, are we really just going to have them in these big empty buildings that are supposed to be like heavy traffic or like, you know, trafficated areas and nothing's going on. But with that clip that they show, like then obviously there are people around. They just are not responding to them. So I like that they give us that at least because most horror movies just have Places being empty just for the hell of it, just for plot purposes. So I like that they at least kind of explain, oh, no, there's people around them. They're just lost in the sauce, pretty much. Right. It's nice. Um, so from here, uh, you know, everything's happening. We're kind of figuring out the backstory. Olivia finally dies. Hallelujah. And I like, I like, I like how when it cuts to her, when she's by herself and she's like trying to run away because she's scared. Isabel's dead and everything's happening. Like they cut to her after, I think there's like a moment where Laura's talking to probably Colby and like it cuts to Olivia and like the way they cut it is like, we're supposed to be concerned that she's going to die next. And I'm just like, I'm not concerned in the slightest. Like, I'll walk into this fucking screen. Call me fucking Sadako from the ring, baby. I'm walking into the TV, and I'll kill her myself. I'll take care of her. Like, I've been waiting 93 minutes. (laughs) 91 minutes. (laughs) I'll take care of her myself. Uh, It freaks me out, though, because she turns off her cell phone at one point. So when she's, like, packing, the phone turns on on its own Mm -hmm. in her box. Uh, That freaked me out. I would have been like, set the house on fire. Girl, she's packing up every technological thing that she has ever owned into this box. They're all Apple products, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, so her death kind uh, of happens a little bit kind later. Of uneventful. Yeah, because she, Laura and Kobe. I think it's Kobe. I don't know. Kobe and Tyler, like they look completely different, but they're both so boring. I can't tell the difference uh, beyond the tattoos. Uh, but Laura's driving. I think it's with Kobe back to the apartment, and Laura like just. Or Olivia just, like, throws herself onto the car with Rachel. Yeah. Then, like, they hit her. So they have to take her to the hospital. And then once she's in the hospital, she gets possessed by Marina and then attacks one of the cops and then shoots herself. And that's, like, the first time that we see, like, a death on screen in the moment that it's happening. So, But it was kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie either. I liked it when it finally happened. I was, like, I was clapping. I was, like, yes, we finally get to see a death on screen. Her eyeballs? 
so creepy, right? Terrifying. I wish she would have shot the cop first, but you know. <laughs> Imagine she's just like a cab and. <laughs> oh my god! His conversation, his improv conversation. You know that she was improv talking to his fake wife on that phone beforehand. He was so unenthused. <laughs> I we was can like, have Chinese. We can't have Chinese. <laughs> And he eventually was like, I guess we can have Chinese. Like, just divorce your wife oh so you can have God. Taco Bell at this point. Girl. We know that you're fucking some other bitch on the side. So let this woman go. But- For her lemon square. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she kills herself. She shoots herself in the head. Um, and at this point, pretty much shit is like breaking down. So Kobe and all his crazy research, because, you know, Google has all the answers. So in classic horror movie fashion, he's researching, he finds all the information he needs, like we've seen in many other horror movies before this. He just gets all the details. He knows the ritual. He knows what's happening. He knows how to defeat Marina. He knows everything. So we learned that there's some type of like rich, or not rich, there's some type of witch uh, ritual that takes place in front of a black mirror. And in researching this, he determines that this is what Marina's done. She's allowed herself uh to enter this other dimension so she can continue to haunt laura pretty much and the black mirror that she killed herself in front of and burned herself in front of was her laptop screen which i guess is how she's able to hunt them electronically via facebook <laughs> yeah. she's literally cyber surfing fucking through facebook Coscooby doo because what the <laughs> fuck um but we learn all that and we learn that the only way to defeat her is But, of course, to destroy the mirror that she killed herself in front of, which is the laptop. But they don't know where she's died So in all the or where she kills herself. So in all the research, they figure it out that it is, of course, the abandoned building where her demonic cult family lived and so on and so forth. So Kobe and Laura make the journey out. She ditches her boyfriend, Tyler, who's also going crazy and stealing records for her to get her information. And she completely neglects. So we're supposed to feel bad for him, but I really don't. And then he finds out that she's going to this place with Kobe and he gets pissed off. And so he's like, I'm going to come and find you. But when they finally get out to this place by themselves, Kobe's breaking down and he stabs Laura. He's trying to kill her because what he says is that Marina's ultimate goal is to make her lonely. So she's not going to get hurt. She's going to be okay because what Marina's doing is killing everybody around her, everybody that she loves. So she understands how it feels to be lonely. So he decides to kill her for himself uh, to save himself is his like, you know, it's his ultimate goal, which why do all this research and figure out the way to stop her and then just try to kill your <laughs> And friend? then just decide to clear your friend. Yeah. Who you're apparently in love with and like hungry and starving for her pussy lips. And now you want her dead. Oh my God. Like it, it, you can't have both Kobe. Well, he realized that they can't be together. So he's like, you know what? If I can't have you, then you have to die. <laughs> it just tells me that he was he is a serial killer who was just waiting for any reason to snap. And he's like, you know what? If I'm going to kill somebody, this is the time to do it because it's a life or death situation, I guess. But when he stabbed her, I, I gagged. I gagged a little bit. I was a little gagged. I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting. I love it. And I was all about <laughs> it. Because I was shocked, to be honest. I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, yeah. I clutched my pearls as soon as it happened. I was like, what? Not all, not all of this for him to stab her. They went on a whole journey. A whole journey. And we are told that he wants to devour the inside of her vagina. And he stabs her in the gut like this. And I was like, wow. But again, you know, I welcome it. I love it. It was a fun little twist that I wasn't expecting. And so he chases her across like this 
empty, abandoned building until the wasps come, girl. Wasps come and they completely like devour him pretty Swarm much in front him. of her. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Like I would hate to go out like that. As somebody who's allergic to anything with a stinger, uh, yeah, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> also, trigger warning in this movie for anybody has who has the phobia for like the holes, because we Ooh. see like a lot of uh, shots the of the honeycomb. Hives. Yeah, yeah, uh, it f- makes me uneasy every time we see it because the swarms. Yeah, I don't know where we see the honeycomb pattern though, because that's like a bee thing, and these are wasps. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You know what? I'm not holding friend requests from 2016 to any type of logistical standard. So, you know what? Maybe I'm just dumb and like wasps do it too, you know? Maybe they just don't put honey in there. We also didn't know that, you know, alligators or whatever frequent fucking the marshlands of Texas. So, <laughs> you know, we just yeah. don't know. We don't know anything, you know? <laughs> so maybe wasps do have a honey coat? I, I don't know. Somebody who, you know, wasn't educated in New Mexico. Tell me, tell me the, tell me the tea, because I don't understand. New Mexico's education system is forty eighth in the United States. So, so bitch, it all makes sense. <laughs> Omg, uh, I love it. So yeah. Anyways, uh, Kobe's dead. Well, no, he's not. He does die. He gets swarmed. <laughs> he said, well, Kobe's dead. <laughs> but what happens first is we completely skipped over Tyler dying because who cares about him? But, yeah. So he stabs Laura. So we know he's a bad person. He chases her all around and she gets away. And then Tyler, in driving out to try to find Laura, um, runs into Kobe. And, you know, in that moment, we're all like, let's hopefully he just beats Kobe up so he can save Laura, yada, 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 whatever. They travel together to go find Laura. And when they do find Laura, Tyler approaches her first. And then Kobe kills Tyler by stabbing him <laughs> through the neck, which was an also another gag. And also another thing that I really liked. Honestly, Kobe, like, turning his back on them was kind of a gag. And I kind of, maybe it's my favorite part about the movie because it was, like, the most unexpected thing for me. Yeah. I just, just the way that, like, we see his, uh, like, spiral into this big O situation through his eye bags. <laughs> I'm like, that's a fucking mood, bitch, because <laughs> I know when I'm spiraling, mine get, <laughs> go from fucking Gucci to Prada, you know? Yeah, it is so fucking hilarious to me. Uh, but yeah, he kills Tyler. That's when he gets warned by the fucking bees. And then Laura ends up finding the spot where Marina did kill herself. And we do see the laptop that she killed herself in front of. But when Laura approaches it, she ends up in like this weird other dimension. And then she's like attacked by like another jump scare. And then the next thing mm-hmm. that we know is Laura's sitting by herself like a creeper in a cafeteria dressed up just like Marina is. And she has a new Facebook profile with zero friends because she lost all her original friends, which obviously I guess was the idea the entire time was for her to lose all her friends. So she has a new profile that's set up and she's now Marina, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she's just as lonely and the demon is in her now and we start all over again which i mean i guess i don't hate the ending i was a little confused at first uh but in like talking back through the movie again with you i'm like i guess i don't hate it i you know me i enjoy some shitty movies (laughs) (laughs) um it's like you said it's definitely the you can tell it's from the unfriended era with the jump scares and the like silly plot that like is just copy and pasted all throughout the like 
the 2010s. Um, but I think it's fun. I I don't know. I enjoy her. Will I like? Will I watch this movie again? Hmm. A part of me wants to like say that I will, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I think I feel like things move too fast, and it's not like a bad thing in movies sometimes when the plot goes by fast because I like I want it to be over with, baby. I got my brain does not focus on things long enough, so the quicker the movie ends, the better. But the pacing on this one was a little weird for me. Uh, a lot of the character interactions make little to no sense. Like I don't, there's like hardly any dynamic. And even when her friends are like like upset with her, we don't see like really any development as to why they just like are randomly like really upset with her and we're to assume it's because obviously their friends are dying and you know they're probably freaking out but like they don't really give us a lot of depth or dialogue between them to make any of it make sense so that's why like i'm sitting there confused when elizabeth's like really pissed and olivia's getting really pissed and i'm just like like y'all haven't really expressed to her why you just are and like i mean you know emotions are complex you don't have to have an explanation but if i'm watching a movie i want a fucking explanation so there's just like a lot of like weird random character things that are happening that don't make sense to me and you know i hate that we don't get to blame it on the, the demon girl but <laughs> yeah listen anytime we watch anything bad i'm always like you know that's just how it is and it's the same for this movie like i'm not gonna sit here and be like you know this is awful and it makes it the worst movie ever made because maybe i've seen worse and i probably will see worse and i don't think it's that bad of a movie at all but I don't know if I will come back to it, but I do see the enjoyment, especially if it's something that you see maybe back closer around to when it first came out, or even if you're just in a in the right time to watch it. I definitely see how it could be really fun. Watch it drunk, make it a drinking game. Yeah, like because if you're watching it with a friend or something for the first time, like it sounds like it'd be a blast, you know. But I'm watching it for the podcast for the first time. So I'm kind of looking at it right. a little bit more critical. I'm trying to look for like the things that I do think are silly so I can come and like laugh about them. Uh, and then like the whole movie ends up being silly. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well she was really, really silly. But yeah, if I was watching this movie for the first time drunk or something or hanging out with my friends and we're like jumping together. I mean, that's the beauty of horror. Like even the B movies are fun because when you're sitting with people and you're interacting with people and you're all like joined up in this collective fear of, you know, something popping up on the screen it's euphoric almost. You know what I'm saying? So if I would have watched this with a group of people. Watch it in the right, in the right setting, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, honestly, I would probably sit down with a group of people or people who haven't seen it before just to see how they react. Because the jump scares, again, although they're not warranted, they work really well. Again, the sound design and like the creepy sounds you can hear fucking wops buzzing like every instance and maybe we also have like a like a little surround sound set up here so like i would hear wops coming from the left i would hear wops coming from the right i would hear wops you know in front of me and then like something would pop up on screen and i would hear it from every direction so it just it, it like the jump scares are fun again like i it, they're all just thrown in this loose plot, but like they're fun. They work together really well. And I would definitely would show somebody who hasn't seen this movie before to see what their reaction is though. Uh, because it it's one of those movies that you definitely want people to react to. For sure. Thank you for watching it for my birthday month. Yes, bitch. I'm always down to watch new horror movies. Uh, when I was watching this movie, even through all the silly, like I was like, Wow, I really love horror. Like, I love when a horror movie is stupid. Most of my favorite horror movies are dumb. And I'm just like, you know what? 
this is a good time. Obviously, I'm almost 30 at this point. So watching something like this that came out when I was a fucking senior in high school. No, maybe not. Was I already in college? I was already in college, maybe. But something that You're came out college, almost fucking forever ago feels like, even though it wasn't, it feels like ages ago. Um, but I'm just an old bitter bitch at this point. But even then, I'm like, wow, this is fun. I love horror. I love watching new shit. Um, but yeah, what would we even rate this? And what are we rating it out of? Let's rate it out of Facebook friends. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I like Waltz much more. Um, I'd say she's like a 2.8. Okay. Um, I would say two for sure. Two for a uh, really good sound design, uh, really good jump scares, and um, for a cool, like, witchy bad girl that I'm kind of rooting for. Yeah. To kill all Thanks. these awful rich people. <laughs> also, the movie was shot, not that it, like, matters at all, but it was shot in uh, Cape Town, South Africa. So I think that's a really cool, like, tidbit of information. Yeah. yeah. Because we get a lot of shots of, like, the landscape and of the city because they show us Laura jogging at least, like, 50 times in this movie to show that she's, you know, fit and skinny fit. <laughs> yeah. and she's healthy and she Suck has her life together ass. i'm like fuck you bitch i hope marina rips your throat out and then flosses your ass with it mm -hmm. you know i hate happy people <laughs> misery loves company you whore period baby that's why we have a podcast together um oh but yeah so honestly truly the movie is on hulu so if you haven't seen it go watch it because you're going to jump. Like, whether you think it's silly or not, you're going to fucking jump. You're going to get scared. And you're going to have a good time with it, regardless if you like it or not. So go check it out on Hulu. And Stormy, make it a drinking game. Make it a drinking game. Drink every time. I don't know. Every, every time you jump. Every, every time you see a bee. Okay. Or I mean a wasp. Okay. Um, every time. Every time somebody gets mad at Laura. Yeah, every time Laura loses Facebook friends, take three oh, shots. Yes, every time. Take a shot for every Facebook friend she loses. Every time that one cop makes like a joke that's supposed to be funny that you kind of just like roll your eyes at, take a shot uh, or take a drink. Sorry, not a shot. Um, what <laughs> other things can we do? Every time that Tyler annoys you, take a drink. Um, every time Kobe's bags get darker, take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, every time we focus on the weird like Facebook code, take a drink. Every time there's a death that you don't see and it cuts to another scene, take a drink. Um, every time. You're just chugging the whole movie. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what you know what? Just drink the whole time. <laughs> Um, this was so much fun. I can't wait to watch more silly movies like this. And next week, we're going to be watching Lights Out, which I have not seen since theaters. And I'm very excited Me to watch. Me either. And I'm so scared. And I'm so excited. And girl, hopefully um, my psyche can handle it. <laughs> because so, I mean, not to get into it. But like, Already? whenever, <laughs> whenever we're in the dark, you're psyche is like trained to make it look like something that we're familiar with so like i do that constantly i'm constantly convinced like the lipstick demon is living in my shower because <laughs> the towel is set up funny you know uh -huh. so we'll see if i'm mentally stable enough for this <laughs> um I'm excited to get into it. I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, but you know what? We'll save that for next week. Stormy, where can everybody find us? 
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on Patreon at slash her pod, all one word. You can email us at slash her pod at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. You want to name our Patreons of the month? Yes. So if you join our Patreon and you subscribe to our final girl tier, we will be giving you a shout out uh, at the end of every single episode starting now. So every episode from this <laughs> point forward, you're going to hear it. Um, Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, our final girls are out in full force and we have a few of them to shout out. So let's go ahead and give a shout out to our final girls, Michael D, Annie, Alma R, Yvette, and Patience. So thank you guys so much, of course, for being our Patreons. And obviously, if you want to join the final girl tier, we'll give you a shout out at the end of every episode. And yeah, that's everything, right, Star? Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, join us next week for yet another birthday weekend. Stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.